welcome to The Fro and the Flow, presented by Burbs Entertainment. I'm your host, Ralph Compiano, and I am joined, as always, by my most precious boy, the Roman to my Kendall, the love of my life, the birthday boy, Jack Martin. Jack, happy birthday. Thank You're you. 23 years old today. How does it feel to be entering your LeBron year? Um, it feels good. Hopefully, I can kind of mimic a 2013-14 Miami Heat LeBron season mm-hmm. this uh, this upcoming calendar year. Do you have any big plans? Are you going to black out like LeBron did 2013-14? Are you going to kind of lay low? Uh, what's your approach going into this Wednesday evening? So um, we're actually going to like a like a house show tonight late Ooh, at fun. night, um, and then I took the day off of work tomorrow. I'm gonna go to the Sorry. art. Inst- gonna go to the art institute. Um, and then at night we're gonna go see Spider Man. Uh, what the fuck is it called? They're all something home. Fuck, what's this? Far one? from home. Oh, okay. Home Alone Two. No, no way. No way home. Spider Man. Um, home Alone Two. <laughs> Spider Man. They have a new Home Alone coming out too. So they kind of uh maybe that's part of the MCU too. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Which I mean, I I concurred with you about the first minute of that movie that was released on Twitter that it didn't look very great. No. Um, but the reviews are good. I'm just kind of hoping that really just Tobey Maguire pops up. I don't give a fuck about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. That guy mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Amazing Spider-Man sucks. 2 is one of the worst movies ever put on screen. That movie fucking blows. Only good parts, Paul Giamatti is the rhino reimagined <laughs> Russian gangster. Very brave, Spider-Man. See, you impressed me because even despite your old age and all this wisdom, you still have that like recollection and memory that I'm just so jealous of. You can just like pull things like that that I'll never be able to do. I forgot Paul Giamatti was even in that movie. And I saw that movie in a theater. Is that the Jamie Foxx one? Uh-huh. It is? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, see, I remember Jamie Foxx being in it. it the, the, the information comes in handy like right now. But right. there's very few occasions outside of like this that it becomes yeah. useful. So a lot of the stuff that's just sitting in my head, just like, oh, I was talking about some actor and I was like, oh, Alfred Molina. <laughs> and we were talking about who played Doc Ock. And I was like, oh, Alfred Molina. My friend's like, how the fuck do you know that? I was like, I don't right. know. It's fucking Alfred Molina. Yeah. How do you not know He's that? He's a promising young woman. It was in Boogie Nights, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of offended because I would think that that's the most important thing to you is impressing me as mine is for you. So, um, Well, that's what I'm we saying don't... outside of that. Outside of that <laughs> it comes so handy here because I could just pull out random artifacts from my brain sure. that I read on Wikipedia in 2011. See, we get each other. That's why this works. Yeah. That's why we're going on about three years of this podcast. So um, we're going to be talking about three people today. Um, we have not talked NBA in a while, and when we have talked NBA, we've largely talked about the Bulls, which is and great. They all have been awesome. COVID. And we're not going to talk about that because this is a positive podcast. We are happy folks, and we will not get swallowed by the whole of a depression that is a global pandemic. So we're going to celebrate three players today. And those three players are going to be Stephen Curry, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. And I want to start with Steph because last night, um, for people who are listening to this, it will be been two nights ago, Steph broke the all-time record set by Ray so Allen. So crazy. Most three pointers made in a career. Um, you, do you want to take the floor? I know we both have kind of come around to Steph like pretty – we were pretty reluctant at first, but, I mean, he's just won us over through time and probably through, like, the, um, you know, the, the lull that was last season. But, yeah, just, like – I want to do it in a way that's not like, you know, like us completely sucking them off, like first take and ESPN does. I want to talk about it in a special way. So, like, yeah, go ahead. Take the floor and talk about our boy stuff. 
I mean, just in concurrent to this being my birthday, it makes me feel fucking old, honestly, because I remember mm. I saw Steph play live his rookie year when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. So, I mean, I feel old. Um, it's kind of, it's just like, I feel like him now becoming the all-time three-point leader just cements what we've been saying for the last seven years. Because I feel like he was already being kind of hailed as the best shooter we've ever seen. Like, starting, like, a lot, like, six years ago. But I feel like even before then, there were still, even before he, like, broke out as an all-star and the Warriors were still kind of struggling and they had that weird fit with him and Monte Ellis and then those young years with him and Clay. He was still being, like, hailed as this guy who was this incredible shooter, might be one of the most talented shooters you've ever seen. He just can't stay healthy. Um, the Warriors aren't very good. The and they kind of, yeah, the ankles were just fucking dust at the beginning of his career. Um, he signed that kind of low contract extension. Eventually, him and Clay kind of became the Splash Brothers. David Lee was an all star, though, before him. Like they had that weird kind of mm-hmm. rise. And then once he just fucking flipped the switch, it was kind of, it wasn't like surprising just because he was healthy, but it was like, damn, I didn't know. Like I knew Steph Curry was fucking good i didn't know he was this good i didn't know he was like i don't know top six player of all time i mean i put I, him high now i put him very i mean high. his rise was meteoric yeah yeah i think you have to you have no other choice like point guards like i think he's number my number two behind magic i've never seen i think of a, a, a I mean, aside from, like, LeBron, we never really saw Kobe's, like, peak in, like, what? I mean, he had, like, two, I guess. But, like, the true, like, we, like, lived through it. Like, we saw, like, when we were, like, starting to watch basketball get really, in, like, ingrained into it as he came into the league. And then as we got older, he fucking just turned it on. We got to see that rise and kind of – it was cool to see him go from this – very highly touted prospect who could have the potential to do stuff, just can't get healthy, actually come like overcome that. And obviously everyone fucking hated the Warriors dynasty for those few years. I did. Looking back, I wish I didn't hate it so much, but they were so fun to hate. Um, but just what he did, even at the time, even if you hated them, um, I've referenced it like multiple times. It's just like even that, like the stuff like that game winner against OKC, that entire like 20 20- that run from late 2014 until like late 2016, absolutely fucking absurd. Um, so yeah, it's cool to see him like now like ingrained as the number one shooter, just because it, we've all known it for forever. Right. And I think it started as an immense love. Like he had such a meteoric rise that people couldn't help but be infatuated with him because we'd never seen this before. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, like once Kevin got there, it was just like, oh, this is just unfair. Like it's like somebody assembled a 2K team and turned the force trades on. And he and changed like the, sport. the salary cap. He changed the sport entirely. But um, one thing that I think has been missing from these conversations is um, nobody really talks about like his ball handling the last couple of weeks. It's all been about his shooting. And what has separated him as a shooter is not just his ability to make shots, but his ability to take shots. And people can talk about like Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. Like if you actually watch like Ray Allen when he was younger in his career, he was getting shots off the bounce. It was just the fact that they didn't have as many opportunities back then because, you know, their center would punch them in the gut if they took 12 threes in a game. But Steph is shooting 13 threes a game this season. He's shooting the most in his entire career. Um, He's averaging 27, 
five rebounds, six assists, shooting 43% from three, 40% from, or 43% from the field, 40% from three, 92% from the line. But 13 of his 20 shots he takes per game are from behind the arc, which is just ludicrous. And I wish that he would have, like, I know that he is um, probably the biggest reason, aside from James Harden and the Daryl Morey Rockets, for this three-point revolution. But there's a part of me that wishes he would have came to the league just like two or three years later. So that way, like we would have more Steph taking at least 10 threes a game. Because I think he's only taken double digit threes per game four times in his 13 year career, which is like that seems like like 13 years. I guess it makes sense. I know. I know. And it's like you said, like we watched him explode. We we were pretty, pretty young for LeBron's oh my God. explosion because LeBron's explosion took place in like high school and then he was immediately amazing. But like we watched Kevin Durant evolve. We watched James Harden evolve. We've been really blessed as basketball watchers to witness these like unreal talents. Like, and that's, that's what I'll always think of when I think of Steph. Like it won't be my hatred for him. Um, it's always going to be a positive relationship because he's humble. He carries himself the right way. And at the end of the day, he's the most remarkable fundamental basketball player I've ever seen in my life. It's him and Kyrie Irving and then probably Kevin Durant. And there's a pretty big decline from that. I wish I was alive for Larry Bird. I wish I was alive for Michael. But those guys, like from all the games I've seen, Steph and Kyrie, Katie, they're a little bit different. There's hoopers. They go out and they get buckets. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Let's not Steph- turn this into a. Let's not turn this into ball. Don't stop. That fucking guy is intolerable. I will. Always, I mean, yeah. I feel like the memories of Kerr, especially because those dynasties been over for a few years now. I feel like the warrior hate has really died down. For sure. Um, so yeah, I think I'll always have positive memories of stuff. And even then, looking back, it's just like we've been playing two K a lot. And sometimes you play those classic teams, you get that warrior, that 73 win Warriors team. It's just like, damn, this was a fucking, <laughs> this team was in, unstoppable. Like, we're probably never going to see that uh, like, no. again. Like, I don't know. I mean, probably they said that about Jordan's Bulls, but it's like a once every two decades, three decades kind of team. And fucking. There was a lot of luck involved. Yeah, I mean, it's I like, you know, they drafted I... those three guys and then they signed Kevin because they cleared the cap space for him. It's just, and I don't know if anybody will make a decision like Kevin did again. He did that because he was so frustrated with his circumstances. And yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but let's go, let's go talk about LeBron, um, who has been remarkable in the games that he's played this year. Uh, the Lakers are 10, 10 and six in the games that he has played. I think he's playing at an MVP level. Is this the best he's ever looked? No. But is this the best that... 99.9 repeating players have ever looked in their life. Yes, absolutely. He's averaging 26, 6, and 7 on the season, shooting 51% from the field, 35% from three, 70 from the line, shooting 60% on two-point attempts. I want to get back to that in a second. But the last 10 games, he's averaging 30 points, seven rebounds, eight assists on 52% from the field, 35% from three, 77% from uh, the free throw line. At 39 minutes a game, he turns 37 years old on December 30th. 30, oh, it's 30th? I think it's 30th. I think it's the day after Swiss. Swiss is the 29th. I'm pretty sure Braun's the 30th. Um, but for the most part, what I've been witnessing as far as like the LeBron conversation is concerned is um, these talking heads are trying to put stuff in the same conversation with them. That's fine. Like, I don't think that anybody should be in the same conversation as LeBron except Michael Jordan. But if you want to talk about like influence on the game and stuff, it could be Steph. If you want to talk about this current generation of players, I think it's LeBron, Steph, and Kevin. Um, 
but I would agree. People, people are arguing that he's shooting more threes than ever and less free throws than ever as a negative against him, which is fine. But has anybody considered the fact that we haven't even gotten to the Christmas day games yet? Like, do you really want this guy attacking the rack relentlessly, putting himself at risk for injury because he's I mean, more at risk for injury now than ever? What happened on Christmas Day 2018? We lost him for the rest exactly. of the year. Pulled his groin, and then they're out of playoff contention because their team couldn't handle it um, without him. And I don't think this team – I think this team would be in a similar position. But I just want to say that those numbers, the free throw attempts will go up. The three-point attempts might stay at the same range, but maybe a little bit down once April, May, and June come. Are you in the same boat as me? Am I an idiot? Uh, are other people idiots? How, how do we feel about Braun right now? I mean, I don't know how much to add. It's, Le- it's LeBron James. Of course he's playing fucking good. It's the beginning of the year. Of course his team's playing mediocre, so it's just, like, easy to call him old and washed up, blah, blah, blah. I do think he wasn't a great GM this offseason, I think. Sure. Yeah, I think the team's not, I don't know, a championship squad. Anthony. I mean, I think a lot of that rides on Anthony Davis right now. He's fucking soft. Um, but, I mean, LeBron's just a tank. It's You can try to be surprised there's no point in being surprised because of course he's doing what he's doing um i mean he looks i mean he looks like i don't know like as good as he ever has really i mean (laughs) you want to hear something crazy to be averaging that in year 19 like he's been doing this in the nba for four years less than i've been alive right it's absurd it's literally stupid since you like were what in preschool yeah, he got drafted when I was in preschool. Yeah. So, and you graduated college and you have a job now and you're getting paid a salary and you've been able to buy jewel pods and other vapes. And I, how many iPhones have we had since he be, like, became the best player in the league? Oh but, my um, God. So many iPhones. I had the fucking iPhone three. Yeah. Been around and, the um, block. So I know he, he may not be as explosive as he once was. Right. But yeah, of course this, not. this season, this season, 21-22, he's shooting better from inside the arc, from two-point range. He's shooting a better percentage than he ever did in his first nine seasons in the league. That includes the Miami years. That includes the first two Miami years. He's shooting 60% from two right now. That is absurd. And you want to know why? It's not because he doesn't have to be explosive. It's because he's still six foot nine, six foot eight. 250 to 265, still the strongest player in the league, and he's still getting to the rim pretty much at will. When he decides to get to the rim, he gets to the rim. And over the last three or four years, he's developed – I mean, you've seen it. He, he has the spin move now. He has his left-handed layup. He has that ridiculous fadeaway that is just like – when people talk about Michael and Kobe's fadeaways, I get that those are maybe a little bit more aesthetically pleasing than LeBron's, but some of the like arc that he puts on these balls. I think it started that Toronto series where I was just like, holy shit, this guy's shooting 21 foot fadeaways, hand in the face, doesn't make a difference. And ended up starting shooting like left-handed from 15 feet just for the fuck of it in the playoffs. Like he is, I'm not going to say he's the best he's ever been right now because he's probably not, but he's still <laughs> one of the two or three best players in the league. You know what's crazy about LeBron is that he, when he joined the Heat, he was entering his seventh season already. Right. It's so fucking nuts. I think it was, I think he was entering his eighth season from 0304 to 09010. That was, you know, you're right. I think it was, because it was, I think it was 2010 11 was maybe his last year yeah. there. 
No, that was his on? first. That was his first year with Miami because I was the D Rose okay. MVP year. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's fucking. He's just so good. I don't know. Next year's year twenty. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we're going to start. I mean, we've already seen it the last these Laker years. I think we're not going to be seeing that as durable LeBron. I think he'll probably take longer breaks if he gets hurt, which definitely makes sure. sense. Preserve the body. Um, I don't know. And just with the way that this Lakers team is constructed and has looked, obviously they're looking better with LeBron playing this way. So I think the key to them is to just try to make it to the playoffs and not have like a really, really tough and just not play the Sunder Warriors in the first round. Right. Just get there. Yeah. And I, I, they'll definitely get to the playoffs. I have no doubt about that. I think they make some, it play probably four or five seats, something like that. Figure out some way to get Ben Simmons or whoever, or, or fucking Jeremy Russell Grant, Rock. even. It doesn't even be that big of a deal. Yeah. Or both. Um, trade him for, like, he's probably going to trade Bronny for Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I don't know. The rights to Bronny. Um, Okay, I do Jimmy Grant's got his suit up for Sierra Canyon. Dude, he would go off. He <laughs> would go nuts. crazy. Imagine if you traded an NBA player to a high school team. And like a solid oh, one. A guy who could be an all-star. He'd probably yeah, average, he averaging like, 20. He'd, he'd be averaging 20. He'd, how much would he average in high school? Yeah, 80, he probably averaged like 85, 24, and 13. Speed, like, <laughs> like our next guy, Nikola Jokic. Yep, yep. So um, great transition, great segue. Um, he's the MVP right now. He's playing at an all-time great level. These numbers are just stupid. stupid. I saw it's him play so last dumb. Monday live with my own eyes. So, okay, tell me about that, actually, because I haven't seen him yet in person. Um, he got a double-double. How, how big is he? Um, I was I was sitting in the last row, but you I know, tell. but you can still tell when you go yeah, in person. big motherfucker. Yes, okay. Um, when I saw that he was shooting 58% from the field, I was like, wait, 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 hold up. Time out. He's shooting 58% from the field. Guys that play like him don't shoot 58% from the field. You know who shoots 58% from the field? DeAndre Jordans, Dwight Howards, Rudy right. Gobert's, screen and rollers, not Jokic's or Bams or guys that are consistently taking mid-range J's and post hooks and threes and even. Threes. He's shooting 37% from three. <laughs> He's averaging 26.5 points, almost 14 rebounds, and a shade over seven assists. I would imagine that those assists would go up if he had two actual good players, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray out there with them. But he doesn't. He's consistently playing with Compazzo and Jamichael and Jeff Green and just a whole whirlwind of clusterfuck players like P.J. Dozier and Austin Rivers who are fine in their own right, but I mean, quite the step down from Jamal and MPJ. Um, But when we ask ourselves who's the best player in the league, nobody's bringing him up. And it's really stupid because these numbers, like, I mean, come on. So he has a plus minus of plus 210 this year. We're oh, like my 20, God. We're like 24 games in. The Nuggets the Nuggets as a team have a plus minus of plus seven. So if you just subtract Jokic, they're minus 213. They're one of the worst teams in the fucking league. And oh he is just God. dragging them, just dragging them. Like your floor with Jokic is like, seven or six seed and you're sealing with him as a championship team. I mean, come on, dude. Like people need to be talking about Jokic. I want to give him his light. We should have talked about him first. I mean, I guess stuff from Ron are important, but um, I know he isn't the flashiest player. He is pretty fucking flashy though. He drops dimes, you know, but like he, he doesn't have like that swagger, that branding doesn't have his own signature shoe. He's not on Twitch. He's European. That probably has something to do with it, but um. Does he remind you of anybody when you watch him play, or is he just a one of one? Um, I was gonna say that watching, so because this year for the 
first time I saw Kevin Durant and Jokic, and obviously they played very different, but watching them live felt kind of similar, where you're just kind of tracking them. They're just kind of out there hooping, like with Jokic, like he's just getting rebounds, making a ton of like great passes. And then you look up at the scoreboard halfway through the third quarter, and you see he's nearing a triple-double. And you're like, wait, yeah. when, when did that happen? <laughs> yeah. The same thing happened with KD. I look up, he's got like 32. Where right. just, I think they're just like so good, and watching them in person is a different feel to TV because they're like, fuck, they're right there. Um, but the, yeah, seeing him live, he's just like so good. It just seems so natural out there, even though he doesn't look like he fits on a basketball court. Right. I think it's like the passes that really stands out. He just kind of, he looks like the 40 year old dude who kind of walks up to you when you're just hooping with your friends. He's like, mm-hmm. I get a run in. And he's not like necessarily keeping up with you in terms of speed. He might be like a little bit behind, but when you dump him that ball out at the top of the three point line, he's just going to scan, just fucking look away and just dump it to somebody just put it right in their hand and he's just like he's kind of like mesmerizing where he's just like you watch him and you're like damn this guy fucking can do everything on a basketball court even though he's the biggest dude out here and he has gotten so much better defensively too like he's reading the court defensively just as well as he is offensively now that's what's so scary about him is he used to be a liability jack he used to be fat he's He's a big boy a ton but he's slimmed down, you know, he's, he might not be like, um, you know, I dropping athletic or anything like that, or I opening athletic, but I mean, he doesn't need it's to be, the, he's got, he doesn't need to be, he has the he, angles. Yeah. Now he's like able to put his body in the right places and just really fuck up your shot trajectory. Yes. Yeah, you come down the lane elegance. and that dude's standing there. Cause he doesn't really jump, but if he's standing there with his arms up, he's so tall. Like you're, he can just move you. You're just going to absorb it. He's a big fucking Serbian dude. He can take it. For sure. For sure. And you, yeah, I mean, you've seen his the brothers? passing lanes on pick and rolls. Like he's just keeping his arms ready. He's ready for the bounce pass. He's ready for the lob, whatever it might be. Like, um, yeah, he's been really impressive. Um, I, I just, once again, I, I just want to say like, happy birthday, Jack. Like this has been an amazing basketball season. I've been so happy to just witness these players. I like, I have no hate in my heart for any NBA player. And that's a really good feeling. Everybody. I think we except should just Tony appreciate Snow. them. Except Tony Snow. He's just getting paid to do nothing out there. Just running around. But um, I, he, I just like. Me and him the, both. The media is just constantly pitting players against each other. And they don't want to do that. Like you saw it last night. Like LeBron is celebrating stuff. He's probably recruiting, but he's always celebrating the league. He's an ambassador of basketball, just like Martin Scorsese is an uh, ambassador, ambassador of cinema. And it's really cool to see. Um, I mean, we haven't talked about KD. We haven't talked about the Bulls. We haven't talked about Levine or Rosen. And, you know, there's just there's no a Bulls surplus of right talent. Now. Sure. But like even the Timberwolves are fun to watch. Like, um, you know, I mean, there, there's players all over the league that are just, it's a blast. The talent in the really league happy about it. is absurd. And it's, it's only going to get better. Even the, worst, get better even the worst teams have a player where you can be like, yeah, in the right situation, all-star. I will tap on a Shea Gilgis Alexander. I will watch Cole yeah. Anthony and Mo Bamba and all of those guys run okay. around. The Raptors, Scotty Barnes balled out last night against the Nets. Like, it's everywhere, man. It's everywhere. It's really cool to see. But, um, Jack, happy birthday. I love you, buddy. Congrats you on making too. it to 23. It's the LeBron year. Um, live it up. This is like that one period of the year. We have this every year where we have about a month where we're the same age. We're both 23 right now. Yeah. I'll be 24 in January. So 
let's live it up. Uh, hope to see you soon, but um, I will see you. Um, I guess we won't be talking about succession Sunday night. So we'll talk about something else, probably Spider-Man on, um, yeah. on Monday evening. So people can listen to us Tuesday morning, but thank you guys for listening. Have a great weekend. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys aren't working too hard. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. All right. All right. All right.